What's up, y'all? <laughs> okay, listen. I don't know how people, specifically Christians, are going to take this video. But I just want you to hear me out and consider what I'm saying, okay? I have recently been led, honestly, much stronger than I've been led to do many other things in my life, to look into the Trinity doctrine. Basically, it's a doctrine in Christianity that teaches that God is made up of three distinct persons that co-God together each hold the title of God in front of their name. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the three of them are what make God, God. They are all three co-equal. There's no hierarchy or anything like that. All of them are completely equal. They just have different roles under the Godhead. The doctrine says the three of them make up one God. So the Bible makes it very clear in John 1 that Jesus is the Word. He is the Word of God made flesh to come down to earth and be the Lamb, be the sacrifice for us to pay the wages of our sin on the cross. Jesus walked in that, in literally everything he did and said. He walked like he was an extension of God. And I think that that clashes with the Trinity doctrine in a very big way. Here's what Jesus said in John 14. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. After I looked into the doctrine, and then I went back to this verse and read it, I saw a clear contradiction. The Trinity doctrine says that God the Father is not greater than God the Son or God the Holy Spirit. They just have different roles. But Jesus just said, my Father is greater than I. I think we have two options here now. We can either take what Jesus said and try and interpret it and make it make sense to fit the Trinity doctrine, or we could reject anything that contradicts what came out of Jesus's mouth. Then Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone for I always do those things that please him. Now, it doesn't get much clearer to me that the Father is greater than the Son. If Jesus was just one third of God, how can God the Father teach God the Son something? They'd have equal knowledge. What one knew, the other two would know. He also said, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. He didn't say one third of your God. If Jesus, once again, were one third of God, how could him honoring himself be nothing? He said it only means something because it is coming from my father, whom you say is your God. The way that the Trinity doctrine explains who God is, it doesn't line up with what came out of Jesus's mouth. This is clearly Jesus saying to us that my father teaches me he is greater than I. My father honors me. That is why it means something. It's clear as day. There's also this. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, 
but only the Father. Only the Father knows when this life as we know it will come to an end. How could that be? If God is made up of three co-equal persons, they would all three know. And, and, and I think that this is the thing that, that keeps making my spirit jump every time I talk about this. I don't like referencing God as they. It, it makes me shiver because we can say all day that, that the three distinct persons are one God, but referencing the Trinity doctrine, I find myself referring to God as, as they, as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And honestly, according to the doctrine, it doesn't really have to be in that order because none of them are greater than the other. So it could be God the Holy Spirit first, and then God the Son, and then God the Father. Or God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. It really doesn't matter. There's no hierarchy. But Jesus stated a clear hierarchy when talking about his father. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant, Jesus. And it also says right here in Colossians 3.1, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, sitting at the right hand of God, not God the Father, but God. If they were referencing God the Father and they just forgot to specify, why would it matter that he was sitting at the right hand of God the Father? That seems like a very specific statement, like, like it, there is honor in sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Because first of all, there is. But the Trinity doctrine doesn't represent that. According to the Trinity doctrine, God the Father, it really doesn't matter where he sits. He could sit in one of three seats. You know, Jesus could take God the Father's seat or, or God the Holy Spirit could sit in the middle and God the Father could be off on the right. There was purpose to this statement. This statement told us that there was honor in sitting at the right hand of God the Father. Even though it didn't put God the Father, it says God. <laughs> And it says that because God is God all by himself. Jesus is a direct extension of God in the form of his word. The Holy Spirit, a direct extension of God. Like it says here, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It didn't say do not grieve God, the Holy Spirit. It said do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Because the Holy Spirit is the direct extension of God. I think that this doctrine was interpreted using certain verses in the Bible, like baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus says things like, the Father and I are one, and if you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. When God says, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, that makes perfect sense to me. Because Jesus is literally the word of God. He's of the exact same essence because he's a direct extension of God in the form of his word. And I know I keep saying direct extension, but that's literally the best way to describe it. So when people say Jesus is God, in a way, I understand what they're saying, but not in the way that the Trinity doctrine explains it. Like, for example, my words, when my words come out and I'm in no way comparing myself to God or Jesus, this is just the best example I can think of to use. The words coming out of my mouth right now, they are a direct extension of me. My words are me because they express what is going on in my mind. They express my being. 
who I am and my words have power. They can affect things positively or negatively. If I look at you and I say, you look amazing today. Honestly, I have never seen somebody glow as much as you do. That is going to affect you. But if I walk up to somebody and I say, you ugly, that's gonna affect them. So think about it. If our words have that much power as human beings, the creations of God, how much more power do you think God's word has? Well, luckily we don't have to guess. We don't have to imagine it. God wrapped his word in flesh to be the ultimate sacrifice for us, not because we deserve it, but because he loves us. I can't even wrap my mind around that level of love. God sent his word because his word can't fail. If God says, I am making a new covenant, my word, my son, I'm sending you to earth in flesh to be the ultimate sacrifice for my creation. His word will go forth. It can't fail. But the Trinity doctrine doesn't really state it like that. It doesn't state it like Jesus Christ is God's word, a direct extension of God the Father. So is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is of God. It states it like God the Father is just one of three. There are two more like him. That's not what scripture tells us. Scripture tells us that the word is what God makes it. People got on me for this because I posted a video on TikTok to where I, I was, um, you have to see the video to know what I'm talking about. But as Jesus, I was saying, I was referring to God and I said, my maker, the most loving one. And people were mad at me. They were like, Jesus has no maker. He's, he is God. And it's like, well, Jesus's maker is God. When God's word leaves him, he, God makes it whatever he intends for it to be. He shapes it and then it goes out living and does his will. This is the clearest interpretation that I've gotten just from reading scripture and from talking to God, asking him questions, asking him to lead me and explain to me why he wanted me to look into the Trinity doctrine. That's why it's really, really important for us to get in, in it ourselves and read it. He will make things clear to you. Jesus and God are one. They are the exact same essence. Jesus is divine. It's because he is a direct extension of God. God is God all by himself. He doesn't need to rely on anyone or anything in order to be God. So Jesus doesn't show respect to the Father just because. He does it because he knows that he is who he is because God is who he is. God is not the author of confusion. I've talked to a few people that believe in the Trinity. Even they're confused by it. Many of us are searching for the truth. And that's all I want. I just want the truth. God is the truth. So I'm going to follow him wherever he leads me, even if it is away from an interpreted doctrine taught by the early church or the Catholic church. In order for somebody to know about the Trinity, some outside source has to teach it to us alongside reading the Bible. If he wanted us to know, I am a triune God. I am one of three. God would have taught it to us clearly through Jesus as he did everything else he wanted us to clearly know. Now, I am in no way attempting to come across like I know everything about the dynamic between God and his son, Jesus Christ, the word and the Holy Spirit. Because honestly, no human can fully know that. That's just, that's just beyond our understanding. Please, I cannot stress this enough. Do not ever just take something that I say 
or that anyone else tells you and run with it. I so encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Spend that time with God asking questions. If you're confused about something, ask him. He'll reveal it to you. I'm literally being obedient with this video because I was never going to make this video. I never had an issue, any sort of issue with the Trinity doctrine. I had actually claimed to believe it for many years, even though I had never really looked into it, which is not good. If we claim to believe in something, then we need to know why we're claiming to believe it. I'm excited to have this conversation. I think we should. So you, you guys talk in the comments and stuff, but let's have it in love if we're going to do it. Because why would we have it any other way? Thanks for listening. Bye.